welcome back to The Daily Pour. And today we are pouring some conversation around how do we get to that next best version of ourselves. And we're going to talk about the energy behind quote unquote goal setting for ourselves versus maybe a little easier, more gentle, organic way of just leaning into very slowly, very um, specifically, small little bites, small little ways of just becoming a little bit better every day. Something that's not overwhelming, something that doesn't seem like a big hill, but simply just a very fun way to move down the road and get to where you want to get to and feel good about it. So we're excited to have you join us today. And as you listen, please consider where are you right now? Is there a place that you see yourself that you want to be that you're not quite there? What have you been doing to get there? What's working? What's not working? We would love to have you get a little wisdom and pour a little more into your cup. If you hear something today that sounds like, Ooh, I think I like that. So welcome and please join us. Goal setting, right? <laughs> yeah. Goal setting. Like, yeah. and when I was thinking about it and about um, us talking about goal setting, because we had mentioned it in our first episode, I was, I was writing it down like, Ooh, I, I'm not excited about writing about goal setting. And it was the words goal setting. Yeah. And I was like, why, what's wrong with me? Goal setting is like, like something we do all the time. Yeah. And I was like, why I really had to sit with myself and go, what's the issue? And I said, you know what? Because most people will have two reactions to goal setting. They'd be like, I'm a goal setter. I'm type A. I love setting goals. I crush them. And they're like, all about it. Give me some more goals. Or it's like, ew, no, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Every time I set goals, I tend to really not follow through. And it seems like anxiety or it seems like pressure. Or it seems like another thing to do. And then it's like this negative feeling, right? And it's like, no, I'm done. I don't want to hear. There's so many books about goal setting and so many podcasts about goal setting. I thought, ew. So maybe not goal setting. Maybe we should talk about coming at it from a different perspective, which is um, really like, what is, what is it all about? You know, what is our life all about? It's about growth. It's about trying to be a little bit better every day. It's about trying to identify where I really want to place more of my energy and getting better. And that is just making small little leans into d different little behaviors, different little choices that don't need to feel like goal setting, right? Right. Well, and I, I kind of can relate it back to, you know, how you feel about journaling, right? There's different ways to journal, you know, like I have an athlete who her journaling quote unquote is now, I don't know anything about TikTok, but apparently it's, or, or Snapchat, maybe that's the app she uses. I don't know. There's some sort of picture thing. So she just creates pictures and puts little words and, you know, it's just, so it's a compilation of pictures and words and that to her, that's her form of journaling. So I think this, what you're talking about is a form of goal setting just without the words goal setting attached. Right. And, and I think in eliminating that, I think that eliminates a lot of, because 
I mean, I don't know statistics obviously on this, but I would venture to say that the majority of the population probably gets anxiety. I mean, my heart is racing right now thinking about it. And, and I have a lot of stuff that I need to do, <laughs> but, the, but the thought of like sitting down and like going through this process of writing things out and in a plan and all that stuff, like it really like, look, I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think I like, I like where you're going with this. I think this is a, a much better way. <laughs> well, so, and I came, people, probably. I came to it through how do I want to feel? Yeah. Everything that comes down to emotions and feelings, right? Oh yeah. How do I want to feel while I'm improving areas of my life? I want to feel like it's easy. I want to feel like it's peaceful. I don't want it to feel hard. Mm-hmm. I want it to seem organic and natural. I want to be excited about it. Mm-hmm. So so when I was like trying to figure out like, how do we rephrase? It's more like leaning into the little changes that represent who we wish to be. And I did borrow and get a little inspiration. I don't know if you've read the book, Atomic Habits. No. By James, I think it's James Clear. Uh, highly recommended as a read everybody. Um, and I, um, I'm almost done with the book actually, but he kind of states his concept in the beginning about the reason that we have habits and and we set goals is because we're trying to become a version of ourselves that we, that we wish to be. Hmm. So I thought, Oh, I like that. Like we're all have this version of ourselves that we're thinking about, Oh, I I would like to be more this or be more that, or, um, you know, change a little of this. So I thought, well, let's just come to it from, we're just going to take some actions that help us get a little bit closer to the next best version of ourselves that we're working on. Easy, not a big deal, not impossible, small little baby bites um, that just grow into a little bit of change over time. And all of a sudden you look back and you're like three months, six months later, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm there. And it wasn't even difficult. Mm -hmm. So really when we talk about this for helping people is, is, keeping in mind the energy that we are, that we are asking you to be in while you go through making these little changes, right? Which is peace, ease, excitement, no anxiety, looking forward to this is me just stepping into my next best version and practicing the things that that person does. So, but then how do we get started? Where do we begin? What do we start to decide? How do we, what do we want to do? Right. But I think just to get started, I mean, I think we just start like, like you said, today, we were going to talk about goal setting, but those words yeah. made us feel yucky. and yucky. Yeah. yeah. So we ultimately, we're going to talk about goal setting. We're going to talk about it from a place of um, more ease and mm-hmm. something that doesn't make us feel anxious because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that, you know, that yeah. happens a lot of people. And I think we just go. All right. So here's what I'm thinking and and tell me what you think. So if I'm going to sit down and I'm going to think about, okay, what is the next best version of, of me? What, what does that look like? How do I even identify that? Because without identifying that you can't, you don't have anything, any sort of behavior you're going to lean into to change. So I would say, how do we sit down and maybe write down a couple thoughts? Cause you know, this will take a little bit of writing um, about, well, what is the next version, next best version of me? And a lot of times when I'm coaching, I will say to people, pretend like 
you're watching yourself in a movie, right? And the movie is that version of that person in the movie is the next best version of yourself. Write down the things that that person is doing, saying, being, behaving that is different than the person watching the movie. Yeah. That's so funny because I do the same thing with my athletes, but instead of a movie, it's like a game or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's taking yourself out of the, out of being, uh, it's like taking, you're looking at yourself third person right? because it makes it less critical. Like, oh, I'm criticizing that third person. That's not me. Right. Or I'm talking about that third person. So I think that's a really good way to sort of just start as like, what qualities does that next best version have that I'm looking at that I'm leaning in toward, mm -hmm. write them down. Mm -hmm. Another thing I think that is an indication, and I was writing this down as I was thinking about like, how would I come up with my own list? So pipe in here, if you have any um, to share is what are the, what's that constant loop in your head that doesn't ever turn off that self-criticism that I'm not good enough. Oh, I wish that that loop that constantly is running in your head that's an indication of areas you're not satisfied with in your life, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise the loop wouldn't be running. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, it's interesting. Yes, S simple answer, right? Okay, um, but However, it is a little bit more complicated than that. Um, and this is something that I do work with my athletes on all the time. And we're, we could get into this and this is, again, it, it's a whole other episode, but, um, you know, limiting beliefs and, and our belief system and how that's created. Right. So there are certain loops that are going on replay in our head over and over and over again. And sometimes we're not even aware of them. It's, a, you know, it's at the subconscious level and it was mm -hmm. based there years and years and years ago. Um, and from an outside influence, right. Um, and we may not be thinking of it on a conscious level at all from the time it was placed there to now, but it affects us in a certain way, mm -hmm. right? So yes, to a certain degree, if you can identify what that is, super helpful. But at the same time, sometimes we can't. And sometimes that does take a lot of work. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it sometimes isn't always the healthiest. So if you are aware of it and it's replaying, um, it is good to identify what exactly is going on there. Um, and if that thought in and of itself is, uh, what's the word, beneficial for you. So I like where you're going with this, but sometimes that thought could be, um, I need to look more like a Victoria's Secret model. Right. Okay. Right. right. <laughs> My body is ugly or, you know, I look gross in a bikini or when am I going to lose this baby weight or, you know, things like that. And that's not always necessarily the healthiest thing. Right. I think it, if you can take a step back and um, sort of look at it with a lens of love, then yes, you know, like, okay, well, I'm going to, I want to go to the gym and I want to lose some weight and, you know, but, but going to that Victoria's secret model thing, like that's not always realistic or, um, you know, we all have different bodies. We're built differently. Right. And that's, I'm never going to look like a Victoria's secret model. That's mm -hmm. just not ever something that I 
would be able to attain and striving for that would just be setting myself up for failure, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I think where you're going, and I love where you're going with this is because this helps us define even further when we say what's, what's going on in, in our mind. If you're somebody who is preoccupied with looking like a Victoria's Secret model, then that it falls into the, I don't feel good about my body. I don't feel good about how I look. I've got an issue with the relationship I have with myself and my body. Now, if we were to say, okay, well, you can go from where you are to like the ultimate, the ultimate uh, imaginary perfectional perfectionist goal in your mind would be, I can do everything and become a Victoria's Secret model that, but that's unrealistic. That's like, every little league player is saying, I'm going to go, I'm going to, you know, go to the big league. Right. It's like, and that's not realistic, but, but what is realistic mm-hmm. what, and what's real? What's the truth? The truth is I on a daily basis ruminate and are, and I'm unhappy about the way my body feels. So what's the next best version of myself in leaning in toward a better, more healthier body. Right. And I, I, I agree. I think that's the direction you go, but is it possible for people to look at it? Cause that's, that would be the lens of love that I was talking about. Right. But well, is it I possible think, for the average everyday person to be that nice to themselves? Well, there's where the work comes in. Exactly. There's where the work comes in. <laughs> yes, Because exactly. I do believe the average person who's not drinking way too much stuff in their cup <laughs> um, is knows that they're not going to become the next Victoria's Secret model. And that's, well, that's, there's a difference between knowing, like, I know that I'm not going to become the next Victoria's Secret model, but I know what would make me happy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and in going through this process to achieve that goal, I'm sort of, you know, I'm, I'm kind to myself. Mm-hmm. Like I just had my second baby, you know, right. it's, it takes some time, but yeah. I think that there are people who aren't so kind to themselves right. and are like, I, I need to know this has to happen faster. I need to lose more weight. Mm-hmm. So on and so forth, or look at themselves in the mirror every day. Ah, oh, you're disgusting. I don't know. You know, I'm just kind of right. No, no, no. And so this is like, you know, this, this uh, body image, self-image where we, how we look at such a huge issue for so many of us. So let's just use this as an example. And then we will circle back into other ways that we can identify areas and don't want to leave that behind because I think this is really important. So one of the things that we want to make sure that we do when we are leaning into making improvements is that we realize that we're going to make a very small step towards the goal, towards the end product, towards the next best version of myself. I'm going to try really hard not to say goal too much in this podcast as a, as a thing. I think if you just say goal, goal setting. Goal, yeah, it's the setting, right? <laughs> so we're leaning into our next best version. So the next best version of ourselves is not the person who lost 20 pounds. It's the person who lost one pound. Right. Mm-hmm. Can I lose one pound? Yes. Yeah, I think I can lose one pound. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's, that's the next best thing. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lose a pound. Yeah. And after I lose a pound, I can decide to lose another one. Right. And if I decide I'm going to lose another, if I keep doing that and it's easy and I make small little changes to make that happen, 
I'm, I'm, you know, I'm three months down the road towards the end of the year and I'm probably 10 pounds down Yeah, because I made a little decision to change little things. And now I'm on the way and every day getting closer and closer to that best version of myself, which might be, oh, I'd like to be 20 pounds lighter. Well, now I'm halfway there. Right. Easy. Yeah. Not crash dieting, not trying to go to the gym 12 times a day. I'm just making small, little identifiable changes that I can do every day. Right. It's not a problem. That are, it's within your control Mm -hmm. and the key is small Mm -hmm. and every day, right? There's a book, I think it's called The Slight Edge. I forget the author now, but he talks about this, like mm-hmm. the teeny tiny little things that you can do every day that you don't really notice a change in that mm-hmm. moment or on a day-to-day basis. But all of a sudden, if you keep doing them, all of a sudden they yield this massive result. Massive, massive okay. results. Exactly. So you wake up one day and all of a sudden, maybe you step on the scale and you're like, holy crap, I'm down 30 pounds. When did this happen? <laughs> exactly. Well, it was those yeah. little things you did every single day. You just stayed consistent. It was the same thing that happened during COVID when we all just put on our sweatpants and we all drank an extra glass of wine every night. And we all yeah. just decided to eat the fries every single time we went to In-N-Out. And then yeah. all of a sudden you get on the scale out the comas over and you're 20 pounds heavier. Yeah. How did that How happen? <laughs> right. So it goes both ways. It yes. goes both ways. The small little changes that you make on a daily basis yeah. add up. Yeah. And so I think it might be kind of beneficial if we talked about some of those small little changes, what those might look like. Because yeah. maybe some people don't know. Yeah. So let's let's start, hold that thought for a second because I want to okay. kind of finish this loop on what are the if you were going to sit down and kind of decide what the next best version of yourself looks like and you're writing on a piece of paper ideas about like because you can't say well I I I want to you know have a, a better body and I want to make more money and I want to be a better wife and I need to be a better girlfriend. I mean you can't like there's all sorts of things that we all would like to be better. And there's lots of things, right? But we can't do it all at once. Right. We have to pick and choose what's most important to me right now. Yeah. And, and that decision-making process before we get into taking that area and breaking it down and showing people how simple it can be is to identify, help you identify and not be overwhelmed by, well, well how much can I stick in my shopping bag of things I want to change? Right, exactly. Right? I sort of, so identifying top priorities, top priorities, who I want to change first. Exactly. And so as I was thinking, what, what are the the things that are always on my mind? If the things that are always ruminating in your mind, I would say that's a place to look at because that's usually a place that you are preoccupied with. And that was kind of, you know, coming back to that point. And I think the other thing that helps you to, uh, take a look at the big picture and kind of just understand like, Oh, let me just kind of look at the big picture of my life is, you know, and it's, you know, people do it in in coaching all the time is, is basically looking at the buckets of the wheel of life. Right. So you've got your, um, your, you know, relationships bucket, and that can be your romantic relationships, your relationships with family, your relationships with your children, your husband, your significant others, um, relationships, Things. So you take a look at your relationship buckets and go, um, you know, well, these are some buckets and how do I feel about, you know, what's in these buckets here, right? And there's the buckets um, of career and the bucket of money and finance and then your health, like we were just talking about our health, our wellness. 
there's religion. Some people, that's a very big, you know, area, religion, spirituality, working on that for yourself is a big area. Um, your recreation, your fun, your social life is an area. Your physical environment, especially coming out of this, this pandemic and everybody was stuck inside. I think that people that were stuck inside in a physical environment that, that, that wasn't pleasing suffered more. So I think physical space and environment is, is really something to look at. And then also attitude. Attitude is like, like, how do I show up every day? Do I wake up every day and my glass is, and my cup is half full or am I kind of waking up every day and my cup's empty and I'm letting everybody know it. So again, these are kind of the, the, the buckets that you can look at and you can say, okay, write them down and say, out of all these buckets, how important are these buckets to me? Like, like maybe, maybe um, you feel pretty good about, you know, how you feel health and wellness, like you're healthy, you feel good, you're in a good work, you feel good, like you're good, you, you know, things could improve, but it's not the thing that keeps me up at night. But boy, I hate my job. Right? So maybe health and fitness isn't a high priority right now. So you could say, well, it's an eight, but I feel like I'm a seven right now. So there's only like a one gap, a one point gap difference there, right? But if you say work is really important, I want a career that I love, it is a 10 in importance and it's a three in reality. We have a gap analysis of, uh, of seven. Mm -hmm. So that's going to give you an indication that that might be an area that we want to look at because it's got such a big gap from where I place its importance to where my satisfaction is. Yeah. So just a simple exercise of just lining up those different buckets and then you know, seeing how you feel about the buckets and, and the bucket that has the biggest gap analysis from how you feel it's important in your life right now, because they're all important, but right now to where your satisfaction is with yourself right now, seeing where the biggest gap is, and then maybe digging into that bucket a little bit. Right. What do you, how do you feel about that? No, I love that. Yeah. That's a great exercise. And it will, I think uh, listing all the, the buckets and, you know, they might be different for everyone, but there's yeah. some big ones that are all the same, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I think listing them all out so you see them all and then having that sort of scale, like level of, and I would even write that out, level yeah. of satisfaction, right? And and that sort of thing. And then where I'm at in that bucket. So, you know, I want to be at a 10, but I'm really feeling a three. Well, yeah, you're right. That That's an area that maybe we want to prioritize to the top. I, I think exactly. that's a great, great exercise. And it's, it's especially for those people that are visual and they can really kind of see that and it, it's a good starting point. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I like that too. So I, I think a couple of ideas here. So we've like, again, looking at the buckets, what's always on your mind. Um, and then making a decision about, I would say probably making some changes in no more than one or two areas at a time. Yeah. I think any more than Max. that could get very overwhelming very quickly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then gosh, from there, then we say, okay, well, here's the two areas I would like to get better at. And certainly you can sit down. Okay. Well, what does better look like? What is, yes. what is the, and as you, as you and I often talk about in our strategy of how we work backwards, Yes. Right. Love yeah. working backwards. Love. We're, we're starting from the end result and working back on how we get there. Mm -hmm. So write down what the ultimate, not the Victoria's Secret model ultimate, the realistic 
ultimate right. goal of yeah. um, leaning into some change. And that was going to feel like huge. Right. That, that might like be like, oh, I'm getting anxiety even thinking about that. But that's okay because that's way down the road. We're not dealing with that today or tomorrow. Yes. We're, yes. That's not going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not going to happen tomorrow. It's, it's down the road. But we need a starting point. Yeah. And the starting point is the end point. Hopefully that's not too confusing. No. <laughs> you have to know where you're going, right? Yeah. If you kind of think about taking a road trip, and I think I may have used this example last time, taking a road trip, you don't just get in the car, or maybe you do get the car and start driving. Those could be fun too. But yeah. usually when you're driving somewhere, you know where you're going and then you can create your map and the stops you want to make along the way based off of that. So you have to know where you're going before you can really start. And that's, that's the importance of working backwards. Yeah. So let's take a different example. Since we just got done talking about body image, let's take an example of, uh, well, relationships is such an important one. Let's say you really want to improve a relationship with, uh, a romantic partner. Okay. Okay. And so you would have to do what in order to identify what the areas were, what would you have to do first? What would you have to write down and identify in order to know where you're going as the end point? Well, I, I don't know, that might look different for everyone, but I, I guess the, would the ultimate end point be um, marriage? Is that kind of the line you're going or what, what, what do you mean? Is for, oh, actually, yeah. Oh somebody, my yeah. Are we talking about somebody who's in a relationship already or who is in a marriage or someone who's single and ready to mingle? I don't know. Right. No, you're <laughs> right. No, no. All those are big, like in terms of, oh, I wasn't even thinking of that. I was thinking about just two people are in a relationship and they're having trouble getting okay. along. They're having, they're struggling in trying to find um, an alignment with each other. They're, and that's indicative of they're having little fights. Okay. They're not um, always happy with each other. They're picking at, they're picking on things with each other that aren't really important. You're getting irritated easily. Um, you're, you know, the quality of a relationship is not where you want it to be because there's, and a lack of alignment. So let's say you identify the problem as I'm, I'm just not happy in my relationship. Like I want to be right. So that, so yeah, maybe, um, the ultimate goal would be getting back to where they were when they first started dating. If that was a great place, if it was a great place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess I would have to go back to, as I'm thinking a lot here, I would say, well, what does it look like? What does it look like to be in an aligned relationship, right? Back to the movie. The movie, yeah. What does it look like? What's your love story? Yes, what's the, I love it. What's the love story? If the two of you are on the screen and you're watching your movie, what does it look like when you're in love, when it's in the perfect relationship, the aligned, beautiful connection that you're desiring to have? Mm -hmm. And then what does it look like now? And what's the difference? Where's the issue? Where's right. the problems? And that's going to take some real vulnerability, mm -hmm. some real self-reflection. So this, this area might be challenging as a starting point, because I think a lot of times um, before you can achieve what you want in a relationship with somebody else, you have to work on yourself and the relationship you have with yourself. So that's probably where you're going with this, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, working on your piece 
and and then hopefully at the same time your partner's working on their piece right so mm-hmm. you're sort of going through this whole um you know uh self self-growth and development together exactly well separate. separately but then Sep- obviously yeah. together right so it it's kind of a twofer because you're each doing it on your own and then at some point you come together and grow together as a right. unit again right so um yeah. identifying I guess your little stops along your roadmap mm-hmm. would be more looking at yourself to at least to start like things yeah. you can improve about yourself right and I do like how what, I'm going to go back to what you said earlier, where you say it's so unique for every situation. So I'm going to throw out two different um, typical ways that relationships aren't working and how people know about it. And let's kind of look at, because I think this will hit a large majority of what goes on out there. You are in a relationship and you both know things aren't working right. And you both have talked about it and you're both in agreement. And so we're both on the same page, right? Me and my significant other are on the same page that, that we're not dancing the same dance here. So we are both have said that we're invested in change because if one person says they are and one person says they're not, well, then we don't have an aligned goal. And that's, goes to, that's a whole other situation that we can't get into today. But it, let's just assume yeah, I agree. This isn't working right, but I'm, I want to make it work right. So we're going to do this together. So there's that scenario. And then there's a scenario of where somebody who is being super honest with themselves and they know that they're 80% of the problem. And there are those relationships where people know like, you know what, I am 80% of the problem <laughs> because I show up bitching and moaning and complaining. I'm never happy. I'm really my, I don't not happy with my own life. And so I take it out on everybody around me and and like, and somebody, there's that person who's very self-aware, but I don't know what to do. And I'm just so unhappy. I don't know how to change. Well, that person probably just needs to go do self-work for a while, not even involving the other piece because 80% of the problem is on them and they're owning it. And they know that they need to go away and sort, sort of start fixing things. So, you know, let's say the person, let's say one of the issues is I Every single day when I show up, I have something negative to say. So maybe I, my first goal is I'm going to go through an entire day and not say one negative thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, if I can't, don't have, like your mom said, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything. Mm-hmm. That'd be a very, very quiet day. Yes. But we're going to practice removing the thing that you don't like about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So that might be a simple goal. Can I do one day? Yeah. Just one day. See how, Mm -hmm. see what happens. Right. And if a day seems too daunting, try an hour and then maybe the next day, two hours and then maybe the next day, three hours. Right. So you see how you can adjust these, um, Mm -hmm. based off of your needs. And if something seems a little daunting, Mm -hmm. well, how can I just like, don't throw it away altogether. Well, that's just too much. I can't do it. So I'm not going to do it. Right. Right. Let's see how we can adjust it to make it work so that we can set ourselves up for success. Absolutely. And the person who gets to choose how long of a time that is, is the person that is improving. I get, you know, you get to, I'm going to do it for an hour. I'm going to do it for two hours. Nobody gets to judge you on that. It's whatever little bite you think you can have success with. Mm-hmm. 
take the bite you can have success with. Yeah. Nothing more. Right. Because we're after little successes, right? So I think that's the big, the big uh, lesson here is guarantee your success in moving forward in the smallest way by choosing the thing you know you can be successful at, mm -hmm. no matter right. how small. Yeah. And just really taking the big thing and breaking it all the way down. And yeah. obviously we can, you know, you know, as we go and talk about lots of different subjects and different episodes, we'll probably use this sort of a strategy to talk about things. But I think that's the main thing, Danielle, is really just feeling that it's not something that's difficult to, um, you may start to do things that you've tried to do before and weren't successful. And there's data there to be aware of as you're leaning into your plan. So if you've tried to do certain things before and, and you notice that you, you weren't, a, weren't able to be successful, can you identify some obstacles that got in the way that could again get in the way? Um, a perfect example of that might be you're trying to lose weight because you value you know, being more healthy and your husband, it's not a value, he doesn't care. And he kind of makes you feel guilty about it. He wants, you know, he wants misery loves company. Let's be fat together and, you know, sort of thing. And I, I, and I know that sometimes that those kind of issues will come up that where one person's not all down for it and the other person is, and this is supposed to be an aligned sort of a situation. And so somebody might not make the improvements because they don't want to make the other person that they love feel bad or left behind or in some sort of way. So I think, you know, being judged for making changes, people, you know, people who are not highly evolved, confident humans that haven't done a lot of the work, sometimes don't like to see people getting better. Yeah. You know? And then it's, it's yeah, it's sad. But it is a reality. It is. Mm -hmm. And so I think identifying any negative influences that would be in your energy field while you're leaning into being a better version of yourself. If you know that those are there and that they're going to be factors, we need to figure out how we're going to deal with those factors in advance yes. because otherwise you'll get derailed. Very so, quickly. <laughs> very quickly. Yeah. And so that's a little bit of extra work that maybe like a, a, a coach could help you out with like, okay, identifying obstacles. How are we going to, how are we going to deal with those obstacles when they arise? We already have a plan. So yeah. We know that they're coming. Yes. We already know what our response is. Yes. We have a plan. We're not like, uh, right. So yeah. um, it's preparation. Right. Um, and then I think that some people do really well with, accountability partners yeah absolutely mm -hmm. so that could be just anybody right somebody that maybe is wants to go lean in on a self-journey with themselves and you hold each other accountable maybe you have this really great aligned situation with your loved one and and like they're all in too for something that's important to them and you support each other but i would mm -hmm. suggest for a lot of people is to get an accountability partner because we we don't want to it's the funniest thing about our human nature we don't want to disappoint other people i know Disappointing ourselves, but. right? Totally cool. cool. Disappointing ourselves. I just don't yeah. want to disappoint you. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And I think the accountability partner um, can also help with that that plan of attack too. So if they are aware of, um, you know, if you you tell them the potential issues that might come up, 
and you guys, you know, your accountability partner can help you come up with a plan just in case and how, how we're going to respond to that. Um, and then, so not only do they know what you want to accomplish, but they know what your, uh, I call it a recovery routine for my athletes. They know what that is. And so then they can help you when that arises. Cause usually yeah. it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, when, so if you have that plan in place and you have someone to help you through that, that is also a great um, role for the accountability partner too. And it's super helpful to just have someone to talk to. I mean, I think we talked about that on the last episode, yes. just having someone to talk to and, you know, and in your best times and in your worst times, because they're both, mm-hmm. both important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that reoccurring theme of always having that one person to talk to, I think that's going to kind of come up over and over and over again. And that's, and I'm going to really reach out to people to encourage them. If you do not feel you have an unbiased person in your life that you can sit down and share and be vulnerable with and tell truths to, to help you navigate through this life, I would strongly recommend you get yourself a coach. And there's so many avenues to getting coaches these days. Um, and so fields too. Yeah. And so exactly. And it will change your life because that one, that one gift of having that one space to do that will change everything. So what did we pour today? What were we pouring today? Let's recap that. Yeah, a lot. So we poured being kind to yourself. Yes. Lots of love and kindness. It starts with yourself in Mm -hmm. any of those buckets that we talked about at the beginning. I think it always is going to start with you and your relationship with yourself. So if you ever, if it, if even the buckets seem overwhelming, just start with yourself. How can I improve? Mm-hmm. What, what does that best version of me look like in that movie? Mm-hmm. And just start there. And maybe it's not even in a bucket, particularly in a bucket, but maybe it has to do with how do I improve myself in terms of, of how I just show up and love myself how I show up and be kind to myself. I need to be kinder to myself today. I need to smile more today. Mm -hmm. I need to go find someone to help today because when we help other people, we always feel better. So maybe it's not working on any of the buckets. It's working on getting ourselves in a better space to be able to attack a bucket. To then go to that list. Yes, exactly. exactly. So maybe it's just simply showing up being the kinder, nicer, more, um, I don't know what's, the, I feel like I'm searching for another word, not, not just kinder, nicer, but more but accepting, more accepting and, and, and very passionate about you yourself being excited about the project that is you, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, showing up with enthusiasm about me and, and how I am going to spend time making sure that I love how I'm showing up right in all the areas of my life and just you know identify your end point where you want to be where you want to go and then just the small bite-sized pieces the small Mm -hmm. little teeny tiny steps that you know that you can be successful at Mm -hmm. to create and start to generate that positive momentum to keep moving forward each and every day Yep. So pouring kindness, pouring self-love, pouring patience, pouring um, the ability to take bite-sized success pieces, pouring 
um, partnership, accountability, and progress in a very easy, peaceful, delightful way down the road to the next best version of yourself. Cheers to that. Cheers. See you on the next one. It was fun. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today, Danielle, and I are so grateful that you spent this time with us today. We know that you're very busy and we are just so happy that you are with us. And if there's any comments or thoughts or, or things you'd like to share with us, please reach out and uh, let us know. Um, take a look at the show notes and, and that's how you can reach both of us. Anyway, just have a beautiful day and we believe in you and just keep pouring into yourself. See you soon. Bye-bye.